Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Good evening, Razorback Nation, and we want to welcome you to the one, the only Hog Talk podcast live from the Electrical Supply Guys studios. We are a part of the Believe and Buzz radio network. You can hear us on all podcast platforms as well as Buzz 2 and 106.7 in Central Arkansas. So please like, rate, and review our podcast. And I am your host, Porter Hayes of Sports and Culture Arkansas. And alongside me, as always, is Jacob Davis from Arkansas Fight. And all live shows are presented by Arkansas Brewing Company. In Ozark, Arkansas, and we are also brought to you Bet Online, and Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests, events with the first market odds and lines. Bet Online continues to be the top online resources for all your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. So head on over to Bet Online or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BLEAV50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online is where the game starts. And speaking of games starting, we are here. It is finally game week. I know it's Sunday, the first day of the week, but we can officially say football is here. For those that are very excited that Vanderbilt, they're praising them on the SEC network. Now they're going 6-6. Six and six. According to our one and the only Jacob Davis. So, I mean, the Kool-Aid is deep when the Vanderbilt Commodores are going to be bowl eligible after week zero. So, Jacob, other than that, man, man, how was your weekend? Dude, it was great. Man, it, it, it was kind of just kind of boring, though, on I mean, watching the Northwestern Nebraska debacle, that was pretty fun. Oh, that onside kick. Oh. uh, Then you saw Illinois. And you saw Illinois. I really feel bad for Scott Frost. The guys lost 21 games by position or less. No, you you can't when you do that onside kick. You can't. I mean, that was. You're you're up at that those points. I think it was 28 14 at the time or something. Something of the long lines of that. It wasn't close enough game to do that onside kick, and they got the ball no. at the fifty. I mean, and it ended up costing them the game. So, no, Scott Frost, I don't, I don't feel sorry for him one bit because then he comes back at the end of the game and says, "Well, our offense needs to be a little bit more creative." Well, your creative yeah. play call cost you the game. So, I don't really know what you expect after that, and then turn around and you want to pass the buck. So, no. If you're the head coach, you got to take full ownership of that. And then when you're wanting to put your players under the bus or your staff right. under the bus, I can't. I can't ride with that. Yeah. So that was where I kind of kind of found it iffy. Yeah. So like it kind of reminds me a lot of the Brett Bielema era at Arkansas, where you know you were up so many times in the first half, only for the fourth quarter it you lose so many games. And I don't. I lost count of how many games Brett Bielema actually lost at Arkansas in the second half. But yeah, that that's what it kind of reminds me of. But yeah, you don't throw your coordinators under the bus, especially after week one. That's what that's what's ridiculous. And, that's <laughs> and in Ireland, so refreshing. <laughs> That's so. That's where it's so refreshing in Arkansas to have a head coach that if something goes wrong, he takes ownership of it. Well, and and here's another thing. They that's a that, you know talking about awkward. How how about that ride back from Ireland? You ain't walking from your 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 press box to your your hotel room or 
you ain't going home. You've got to get on a no. flight back over the pond. And that's, I mean, and knowing with social media, how many people's looking at that? Your players, your coaches, your staff, your support staff. So, yeah, that, that, was, that was funny. But, you know, it just brings it back of football is back. It's here. And you know what? I, I was thinking, you know, we laugh about it. But, it, you know, for Vanderbilt to get that win, I mean, even if it was Hawaii, it's Vanderbilt. So for them to get yeah. a, a win like that, to get celebrated, because we all know after this week that the wins are going to come few and far between. So, Yeah. To me, it was incredible, though, that they haven't scored 60 points on a team since in like 40-something years, 50-something years. That's what's crazy, man. And uh, I do know we have uh, quite a few questions uh, going on tonight. Uh, we, I think, uh, Porter, what did you put on Twitter or in, in I just, Facebook? I, I put out, you know, and we could drop them in the comment section if you're watching yeah. live. It's just, I mean, football's here. What, what's the thing that you're looking for the most, like when you watch this game? What's going to stick out to you the most – when you watch Arkansas against Cincinnati, not what you're excited for, like when you watch the game play and you watch this game, what is the first thing that you're going to be anticipating to see the growth or interested in off, you know, the offense, defense? It could be coaching. It could be anything that does Kendall Bryles open up his playbook more and not just go to those whimsical, you know, you know, double reverse passes or whatever, you know. So, yeah, drop them in the comments, but we've already got a bunch of comments in the uh, yeah. the the Twitter comments have been going on, and it, you a lot of it saying the offensive line, um, the, yeah. the pass That's rush. That's understandable, agreeable. You know, the pass rush, of course, we've, we've went over that, you know, the pass rush. Yeah. Um, the first time that – Kate uh, Browse has ever seen a starter quarterback again. How is that going to mesh? You know, um, KJ getting a lot of KJ's getting a lot of offensive line. KJ, uh, whether or not Kendall Browse is going to ruin every third down drive with a crazy play, just kind of like what I said. So I mean, it really, it really does go to you know right. those concerns. Um, I Sports Arkansas says I'm ready to see how the linebacker group looks and anxious to see how well we rush the quarterback. So it's a lot of the same yeah. thing, pass rush, quarterback play, you know, because here's the deal with KJ. There, he, his leash when it comes to our expectations of him is going to be shorter because he – this is his second full year in the system. You know, if he's making those – of course, in the first game, if you underthrow or those things that just with rhythm in a game on play. But I'm talking about throughout the season, you know, those mistakes has got to be eliminated, especially if Absolutely. we're elevating to a 9-10 win season. If we're expecting 9-10 to 10 to 11 wins this season, you're going to have to play flawless football every game this year. Yeah, and I really, going back and watching his last six games last year, uh, his growth from the first part of last year through the final six games starting against UAPB, uh, the guy completed like 70% of his passes through 15 touchdowns and I think only two picks, maybe one pick. The, I mean, he was exceptionally good last year and I'm really looking forward to seeing what he can do uh, coming in I mean this last year he was 21 touchdowns to three interceptions so which is pretty mod, uh, pretty modest numbers there passing obviously you got better as the uh, season went but you're also you also ran for 600 yards over 600 yards rushing last year which was really good for a quarterback to first quarterback to do that since Matt Jones obviously Arkansas hasn't had as many dual threat quarterbacks since then but but that's really impressive too uh 
uh, I want to see him take a few less hits running the football, still be a factor, but Arkansas not uh, not try to call his number so many times. Maybe in third and short, fourth and short uh, situations. But I want to see what what the rest of the running game can do. What can Rocket do? What can Dominique Johnson, A.J. Green, and uh, maybe Rashad Davinian do? That's, that's what I anticipate on offense and on defense is the pass rush, like somebody said earlier. Uh, who's who's going to get there? Yeah. Who's going to do it? And, and there has been a lot of talk with, with you know, the, the receiving core coming up and – you know, who's going to step up, you know, Thompson and right. Knox. I mean, I've seen a picture of Knox. I mean, he looks like a beast, you know. So, you know, that's the thing that I'm looking for because that's what I've questioned all offseason. Now there's been a hype of we got our one, two, and three receivers set. Let's see how good they go. Let's, let's see how good they are and see how well they mesh in a game situation because when we had the Cincinnati guy on um, – Chad, you know, he shed more light on how important this game is. I really thought this was going to be a 17-21 point game. But it still might be that way. But just his insight on the game, it really made me respect Cincinnati more. And to see what, you know, and the only question we didn't ask him was, okay, what's their running game situation going to be like? We don't know. And that if they're struggling at the run game, and they turn one-dimensional, whether it's the run or pass, and they're just a one-dimensional team, Arkansas is going to eat them line because they have the depth of defense to handle that. And I think yeah. that's the biggest thing when you go into this game. Make them become one-dimensional. If you don't know, you don't know how they're going to be on the run, make them run. Make them prove to you that they can beat you with their weakness and then go out and, you know, balance it out a little bit. Right. I've been checking in on their uh, quarterback battle. I don't think they've named a quarterback yet. And as the old ball coach used to say, if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have a quarterback. What do you think about that? I, I think that it's it's all about what we've been talking about of how tight-lipped these coaches are now. I think they know who it is, but they're not going to tell us. I think, you know, especially with Cincinnati coming into Fayetteville, you know, all the pressure is on Arkansas for this game. They're, they're the SEC team. They're the one yep. that has a lot to prove. Yes, if Cincinnati, you know, loses this game, everybody's just going to say, well, they're not, you know, that team we thought they were. And then nobody's really going to pay attention to them after that. But this game, when it comes to Arkansas and the fans, you cannot lose this game. That, I mean, I'm telling you, as excited as we are, that's where the, the, I think that when I'm talking about how much respect I have for Cincinnati, a lot of it comes into the respect and the pressure for Arkansas of how pivotal it is to win this game. And I hope they can handle it. I'm sure they can, but you cannot start this season off coming off nine and four, a team that has lost most of their talent. You know, yeah, they got their coach back, but you, you have to win this game. Yeah, and, you know, as far as the running game goes, I mean, we really don't know anything. Like you said earlier, their defense and linebackers, they're kind of retooled. They're, they're secondary, though. That's the question mark. Uh, will they be – will Arkansas be able to let it rip on this on this, uh, on this Cincinnati defense? Because they lost Sauce Gardner, didn't they? I mean, yeah, they did. He was our first-round pick, like pick number 24. Uh, I think he's with the Panthers, Carolina Panthers, I think. So, and they lost like a couple other guys on defense too. So, 
it's going to be a question because obviously Cincinnati's not going to have the SEC team depth. Arkansas is building their depth, honestly. Uh, this is probably, I mean, we've heard it all the way. I mean, I've heard a lot of people say inside the program, reporters, uh, beat guys that have said this is the biggest and best this team has looked in a very long time they look like an sec team and you don't just do it overnight this is a this has not been an overnight fix as chad morris would like to say this was not an overnight fix and it's it's gotten better because he's because sam Pittman has put in the hard work barry odom like i said in an article earlier this week they've been praising hudson clark so much and Barry Odom has a track record at Arkansas of doing and squeezing more talent out of these walk-ons and, and lowly rated guys that he inherited. He, out, he, he uh, squeezed every single ounce of talent out of them and got the most out of them. So I want to see what they do in year three with mostly of the guys that they've recruited and that they brought in out of the transfer portal. How have they developed their talent and what they have? Well, That's what and, I want to see, too. And, and another thing, and I've mentioned this in other sports and, and with coaches and teams, and, you know, Hudson Clark, you know, he was an animal out there. He, he was, you know, all over the place and was a walk-on, and, and he got that scholarship, and then it was almost like he hit a plateau. Then yeah. he was getting picked on. Then he was getting picked on. So my biggest thing is, you know, let, let's see. It's almost like the comeback. Like, I, I've said it previous times with okay now you've got to where you've you want to be now let's see how you go to that next level and that's tough it's always easier of the two when you have that chip on your shoulder you have that motivation now he got his scholarship he got it after that one game or had all the interceptions and and then like I said he got picked on so let's see how I want to see it on the field you know how much has he progressed because they're going to need him they're going to need slusher they're going to need Catalan because you don't, you know, as much as we talk about, you know, KJ not taking as many as hit, we don't want cattle on your safety to be the leading tackler. Oh, yeah. If your safety is your nope. leading tackler, that's not a good thing. Yeah, problems. You know, and plus nope. with his shoulder injuries, and, you know, that's all it takes is one wrong hit to, to blow his shoulder out again, you know. So, yeah, the, the defense is going to have to hold they're gonna, the third down issue. Don't let them have those third downs, especially – with a team like Cincinnati that's coming in with just as much to prove as you are, and you give yeah. them a couple of third downs and they get a score, you're keeping them in the game. And the longer you keep them in the game, the easier it is for them to come back and possibly overtake the game. Yeah. If anybody does want to get in on, in on this conversation, leave a comment, uh, leave a tweet. Uh, we'll discuss what you have to say. What do you think you're going to see out of the Razorbacks in the first drive? What do you expect to see on Saturday? Uh, give us a comment. Leave it there uh, on Facebook, on Twitter. I think Twitter brings them up, too. So, so bring it on, guys. Enjoy. Uh, I enjoy conversation. There was a there was a show a couple of weeks ago, man, where it felt like we were just we did a whole show off of fan interaction. Oh no, that was is, amazing. Uh, I mean, we great. comments after yeah. comments after comments, and uh, I think this so is the first time. Atmosphere. What kind of atmosphere are you expecting? Oh, next week. Oh, this coming weekend? I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be similar to Texas, if you want my honest opinion, because okay. it's a highly anticipated game. It, yeah. it, now, I'm yeah. not saying it's going to be better than Texas. I mean, it's hard to beat Texas, just the atmosphere. But you got SEC Network coming back. First game, I mean, we've been chomping at the bit for football. Now you're getting it. You're getting a top 25 matchup. 
you're wanting to pump your chest out and be, you know, SEC. Right. So I think it's going to be a similar, similar situation than it was in, in the Texas because the buzz is already happening. I, I'm working up in Fayetteville, and, I mean, you know, you're already seeing the talk and the buzz and the, the people just walking around campus. You can just tell them they cannot wait to get in that stadium. So I, I think it's going to be an electric atmosphere. I don't think, you know, with it being, you know, a 2.30 game, that might – doing a little, little bit it's not going to be that nighttime atmosphere like the texas game was but i think you're going to have a huge crowd sell out maybe i don't know but uh, it's going to be it's going to be a jam-packed house yeah it's one of my favorite things to do my family we go up there for a whole labor day weekend we'll we'll come in on uh, wednesday night uh, rest go up to Fayetteville thursday and uh, do some shopping eat some water burger go to uh if you haven't been to uh, Springdale, this is uh, this is a free advertisement. Uh, advertisement. Go to Azul Tequila over there in Springdale. Oh okay. man, their Mexican food will change your world. It will change your opinion of everything and make you want to come back. And we uh, usually we'll go up there once or twice while we're in Fayetteville. But yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Soaking in the atmosphere and and uh, being able to talk to Hog fans. So, uh, you know, I still want my corn dog stand behind my <laughs> seats, but we're obviously probably not going to get that, but that'll be all right. Yeah, I, man, I'll tell you what, just working up in Northwest Arkansas, you're talking about the Mexican place. And, and you're, I think the one you're talking about is right there on 412, right? Right off yeah. the interstate? Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, right off you, the interstate's to the right. You go down, I'm telling you. It, it's not a just a traditional restaurant, but you go up 71 business. There's one over there by the Harps on 71 business. So if you come off 412, turn right on. Going towards Tawny Town? No, 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 no. You go into town. Okay. You go all the way to the red light 71 business and you turn right. There's a Harps there. There's a Mexican place just past that. Okay. It. It's one of them take era, take era shops, but I'm telling you, oh, you yeah. go to those ones that have, oh my goodness, and I ate one today. Authentic. Yes, very, very authentic. And then um, today on in Fayetteville where the King Burrito used to be by Zaxby's, it's a different name, but it's uh, Tacos, Burritos, and More. But it's right there on, on the drag right there, Martin Luther King Drive. Oh, yeah. And that place, I had the Stevens special there, and holy moly. I'm talking, you, you want to get full, eat that. I mean, that, that was, it was really good. But that, you're getting a lot of authentic Mexican food up in northwest Arkansas. Yeah, we got a few places around Little Rock, which, I mean, I, I'm a big fan of the one on Rodney Parham. I know we're getting off track, but hey, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't think this is a bad idea to like kind of give people some pointers as far as what to eat while you're up there. I mean, if you want to try something new, uh, yeah, try some of these places that uh, me and Porter are recommending. Because I mean, I know Mexican food. I I love it. I've been eating I it since it. I was probably in the in the nacho cooker. But uh, man, it it's uh, Azul Tequila, man, one of the best places around. Yeah, and of course you got your JJs and your places if you you know because this yeah. is going to be a highly anticipated matchup. You know if you want a place to go watch the game, you know your JJs, your Buffalo Wild Wings, you know all those places where you could sit down and watch it on TV. I mean that's there's a lot of places that are to choose for good to choose from. I mean even up in Rogers, you know go to Top Golf, hit you swing you some golf balls and watch the game on the on the big screen there. You know I mean they have this. Huge screen. I don't know if you remember the old Best Buys, 
But in the mm-hmm. back back, they used to have a whole wall that was a TV. Oh, yeah. Well, that's that. how they have it at Top Golf and Rogers. They have the huge, it's just a big, the wall is a big screen TV. And, you know, when you're waiting to get on, get in your bay, you can go over there and watch the game. But, no, it's, I, I cannot wait for the game. I can't wait for a full slate of college football. And seeing what this team can do, we had a comment on our Twitter. They just, just they're, they're anxious to see how many points Arkansas gives up against Cincinnati. They don't want them to give up 40 points. So, I, I think that's another thing, the depth of the team. It's going to be hot. How does yeah. this heat affect them? How does this really, you know, the, the, the transition of you're not practicing against your own team anymore. You know, you're playing a full-fledged game. So, there's going to be a lot of questions when it comes to this game. But do I really think in, in, in the grand scheme that Arkansas is going to lose this game? No. I mean, I think, I mean, at least a 14-point game. I mean, I just don't think that with, with how deep Arkansas is and how talented they are with their defense coming back and you've got Catalan coming back, you've got Sanders, you've got Poole, you know, Catalan, your front line. I mean, I just think that they're going to be poised to, to make a, a, a deep – like make them – make Cincinnati, they're going to wear them down. And in the fourth quarter, I think that they're going to pull away. Oh yeah, I Jake, you got a question be, that you can answer. After talking to after talking to Chad uh, a couple of weeks ago, I'm really thinking it may be more. It, I, I was saying 45, 20, 24, something like that. It could be like a 35, 21 game, and that's okay if Arkansas can milk the clock because what Sam Pittman has done is built a huge offensive line. He has a dominant run game that led uh, Power Five football last season, 227 yards a game. So they're going to improve. They they are going to want to enforce their will on this Cincinnati team, and we've seen it before. We've seen it, uh, when a when an offensive line under Sam Pittman has their minds right, what they can do. We saw it in 2014 and 2015 when uh, Alex Collins ran for over 1,600 yards. What they did with Jonathan Williams and Alex Collins the year before that in 2014. So when these guys have their minds right, they are they are not pushovers. They're a great offensive line and I want to see what they can do because it's going to have to wear Cincinnati down. They, I don't think they have the depth like you said earlier. Uh, Jerry White says, will Hornsby be playing receiver? Uh, I think we'll see a couple of packages, maybe, but I mean, are they going to hold him out for maybe some some games down the line? That is a touchy. That's a touchy question there because we really don't know what to expect. Because from reports that I've heard and what people have told me close to the program is that Horsby been, has been major the majority of the time been playing backup quarterback. So I don't I don't really know yet. We'll see. It, it, it's tough because. When you're looking at a an SEC team, you're saying that, and I'm not saying that, you know, Hornsby's a starter. Or if you don't, you have, you've got two quarterbacks and you have no quarterback at all. But with KJ being a running first quarterback, it scares me because at any point in time, he could go down. He could take a hit. He could yep. take a cut. And I know the same goes if you're a pocket passer and you're more of a passer. You know, you can take a blindside hit. But I'm just saying, in in the grand scheme of it, with K.J. being a running quarterback and you're playing in the SEC, you're playing Cincinnati, they're salty. 
I just think when you have the situation, you don't have – okay, if you had a legit other backup as good as Hornsby, maybe you try to put him at receiver. Yeah. But I don't think you can gamble putting him at receiver just because it's very, very, very important. He gets those reps. And if you're taking second-team reps away from him and putting him at receiver, I think in, you can't afford to do that. And that's where this Hornsby playing receiver, I don't think so because you've got your three slot guy or your three receivers and you've got your tight end set. They might bring him in as a decoy. I could see right. them running him in a slot on like a quarterback draw just to get that linebacker to, like I said, a decoy to bit. cheat over on Hornsby or put him on the right side and then you run a quarterback draw or a quarterback, or, you know, kind of like a sweep or something around the left side opposite like of – a decoy. Yes. That yeah. would be the situation, but as in right. as in throwing to him now, I mean, you never know. I mean, they might have a decoy where you think he is a decoy, and then he catches the ball. Yeah. Jerry kind of says the uh, same thing as what I'm thinking. He says, I think it's a bad thing if Hornsby plays wide receiver this game. I think that would mean our wide receiver death is too good. I bet – I think that would mean our wide receiver death – is too good. Okay, I, I was. I guess I was misreading it. I would bet they may have a couple of special plays for him to be in there, but more than five snaps with him at wide receiver is a good isn't a good look in my eyes, and because of how good these wide receivers are supposed to be, because you know you think with about it, you can keep Hornsby there. We've heard good things out of guys like Jaden Wilson, who's a sophomore receiver. We've heard about Isaiah Satania. We've heard about uh, McAdoo. You've yep. got Jaden Hazelwood. You've got uh, Matt Landers. You've got Trey Knox at uh, tight end. I'm trying to think of uh, a couple others. Uh, Warren Thompson. Yep. I think uh, that's seven guys, seven legit, six legit receivers in a tight end. You usually only take seven to eight tie, uh, wide receivers on the road anyway. So somebody will end up emerging. And, you know, I think uh, – I think my, I don't. I don't think you get you give Malik Hornsby a shot. To be honest with you, uh, Dollar DP says uh, Tyrus Washington. Sorry, buddy. Uh, there we are. Tyrus Washington. He's the freshman tied in out of Georgia that they got. He's six four, like two hundred forty five pounds. Good looking kid, man. And he's been making some plays in practice. But I mean, as you know, he's not had any kind of SEC game experience or any kind of game experience at all in college. So. Uh, he's a big question mark uh, as far as maybe getting early playing time. But you've got roles for mostly uh, most of all your wide receivers. So I think Arkansas is in a good spot not to have to use Malik Hornsby. But back in the spring, you didn't know what you had. Now in fall camp and throughout the summer, you've got it, I well, think. And to go back to Jerry's point, too, this is still Cincinnati. This is not a conference game. You do not want right. to put a package in. You don't want to use him when you don't have to. If right. it's going to tip your hand of what you've got. You don't want any film on, especially in a game like this where I think you should not handily win, but you should win. And if you put him in, you're automatically tipping your hat of how you're going to use him. Okay, if he's at the left side and they send him in motion, they might do a, a read option play with him. Or anything that can give a defense, especially how many freaking – you know, assistants and whatever they got, reserve assistants and alternates. And, you know, you got a whole room of an analyst that can sit there and break down everything he's doing. So, and, and with the computers, and, and you could sit there and type up any kind of formula on how they run their sets. So, 
anything that unless he is just for sure going to be a wide receiver, I would not even think about putting him in this game because you've got South Carolina coming up next. And, yeah. you know, that's an SEC opponent. So you don't want to do anything that – and I think in general, unless you just got – you don't have any other options, I think you need to use him at quarterback – Run some packages for him on a third down when KJ needs a rest, or set, you know if there's a series where you trust him to run your offense for a series, or in the fourth quarter if you got the game in hand, bring him in. But I, I just don't think that the, when you're an SEC team and you're putting your quarterback at receiver and he's not like a Randall Cobb type esque player, like an All American type player, I think that makes your team look more negative than it does positive. Yeah, uh, Zach Hall says, uh, cannot wait to hit up to the hill Saturday. He's a great guy. I love <laughs> Zach and what he does uh, for the storm tracker stuff. If you aren't uh, looking at his page, you need to go to it, man. He puts some really cool stuff, especially during tornado season. But back to your point, though, Porter, uh, Malik Hornsby, he could be the future at the quarterback position yeah. in Arkansas. I mean, he is the future. He's the backup quarterback. He's very talented, can run. I mean, faster than probably 10 times faster than I ever could think of dream of uh, running. I mean, the guy's got a pretty good elite arm. Uh, maybe have, he may have to uh, work on his uh, accuracy a little bit, but from what Sam Pittman has said during the uh, uh, lead up to this season is that Malik's been pretty accurate. KJ's been pretty accurate and Cade Fortin's been putting up a fight to transfer out of South Florida. So you've obviously got three pretty good, uh, pretty good quarterbacks, guys that have experience at the power five level. You you haven't had this kind of depth at the uh, at the quarterback position. Now, I'm not saying that this is Ryan Mount, the Tyler Wilson kind of depth, but you do have the depth there that that you could be dangerous, especially with his legs. Uh, is Malik Hornsby? I, I think he could be a problem, uh, especially in the future. Well, the talent's there. I mean, l- l- let's be you know let's let's give Hornsby his praise. The talent's there. Or, or if he would have come to you wanting to transfer out, they would have kind of been like, okay, let's go get somebody in the portal to back up KJ. They respect his talent. So, I mean, in a sense, if you want to put back up Tyler Wilson to Ryan Mallett or, or, you know, however you want to filter that in, I mean, you could compare talent. But we have not seen enough of him on the field. We've seen what his legs can do. But we can't can't put that one-two combo in any kind of situation because there's not been any kind of passing really – experience for us to really say right that they can compete and be a top two duo but i mean it, it, but with kj it's his team and he's gonna i think he's gonna be more balanced this year because he's gonna have more people that he knows he can throw to look look i mean i know that i've said this guy's name so many times but i want to make it a point that this guy as much as we talk about players when things go south I keep on bringing up Trey Knox's name because, you know, he could have easily transferred out. He could have easily went somewhere else and been a good receiver at another school. But you know what? Not only did he change positions, but he gained the weight to be in that role. I think that says a lot about his character, where he's at right now. And I think he is going to have a huge year. I think, mark my word, I'm going to step – he's going to win us at least one game. He's going to have a game-winning yeah. drive catch. He's going to have a, a, a game-winning, not a game-winning catch, but here he's going to have a, like a third-down, fourth-down conversion that's going to set us up for a field goal to win it. But he is going to have a huge impact on one game this year. 
Yeah. And I mean, it shows that he's bought into what Sam Pittman is trying to sell. Like that's a good teammate, a good team player and a guy that wants to win the a guy that will do what's best for the team. And I mean, we've seen like Yelda Froho who, who had to step in at offensive tackle. I mean, and or offensive guard and play. And he ended up getting drafted in the pros, like guys that are team players that want to be drafted, that want to make it to the next level that want what's best for their team. And Trey Knox, he obviously has the ball skills because we saw it as a freshman. But uh, but I want to see what he can do completely bought in with a changed body because he really broke out last year, albeit he only had 180 yards but that and, uh, and a touchdown. But most of that was in the final five games when he – absolutely went to that new role so the guy can if can he block in the run game and can he catch crucial uh, first downs on, or crucial catches on third down it, to to continue drives on that's a that's a good point porter and i think uh i think we'll be able to see that week one i think he'll be a mat a matchup not a nightmare but a mismatch for linebackers uh at cincinnati yeah, but, but we're up against a break. So after yeah. our break, we're going to continue talking about this conversation. Keep the comments rolling, but we're also going to talk about the SEC predictions that I kind of want to razz Jacob about and Vandy going 6-6. Six and six. If you've not heard the shot around the world of Vandy going 6-6 six and six in SEC play, but we will also touch on volleyball and soccer's huge weekend, especially the volleyball's win over eighth-ranked Washington in Barnhill, and then, of course, the soccer team played Arkansas State today. We will recap both games after the break. Shelby Taylor Trucking serves all your timberland needs in south-central Arkansas. With over 50 years in the industry, Shelby Taylor Trucking has established themselves as trustworthy leaders in the industry. From planting to harvesting to hauling your timber, Shelby Taylor Trucking is ready to serve you. Follow them on all social media platforms at Shelby Taylor Trucking. Learn more by visiting their website at staylortrucking.com. That's staylortrucking.com. If you want the best service and prices in Northwest Arkansas and Southwest Missouri for all your plumbing and electrical needs, then look no further than Corey Hyman, the plumbing electrical supply guy. Corey's in full steam ahead and providing the best electrical, plumbing, and septic supply service around. So call Corey at 479-301-8220 or email him at chindman, that's H-I-N-D-M-A-N, at andersonp.com. Again, that is 479-301-8220. McCoy Tiger Drug Store of Sheridan, Arkansas has been the top pharmacy in all of South Central Arkansas since 1895. They were also the 2020 Good Neighbor Pharmacy of the Year. They not only fix you up with your prescription with timely and friendly service, but also an elite gift shop. All your OTC needs baby and wedding registries, tuxedo rentals, and much more. They're located at 821 North Rock Street in Sheridan. Give them a call today at 870-942-5121. And we want to welcome you back to the Hog Talk podcast. Again, thank you to all of our sponsors who make this possible. And, Jacob, we'll get right into it, man. Uh, You you made a questionable tweet, and uh, I kind of – told you you know you you wanted us to bring it so hey if you want to get in the comment section this is time to get in the comment section because oh goodness i mean not only 
Did, did you say that Arkansas, and if I catch flack for this, I catch flack for it, but whatever. Not only is Arkansas going to win the national championship, they are going 12-0. and 0. I think this is what you put. 12-0. and 0. 11-1. 11-1. Okay, 11-1 and 1 and 7 in yeah. conference. And your loss is to Mississippi State. Listen, Mississippi listen, listen, State. Listen, listen, Linda, listen. <clears throat> okay, okay. So explain so, yourself on this. Okay, okay. So Arkansas is known for losing a game that you just completely don't expect them to lose. Now I have. I was surprised when I had Mississippi State at six and six and two and six when I made this prediction. Because this is really cool. So, it's it's like schedule predictor. And you can go on there and pick games for each week. But, uh, and it auto it, uh, calculates what uh, what you have, the SEC uh, uh, records for all the teams. So, I picked them to lose to Mississippi State. And I've said this on the pod before. Because you go to Starkville. Starkville is a hard place to win at anyways. You got the Cowbells, and Mississippi State's usually good year three. I mean, uh, or my college is usually good year three at a school. Usually has a history of winning ten games. And I have them at six and six from one for whatever awful reason that I don't think I was thinking. Uh, but yeah, Arkansas. I think they beat Alabama. They beat A and M. They beat uh, BYU on the road because I don't think they're losing to BYU. I'm sorry, I may be proven wrong, but I don't think they're losing to BYU. Uh, I don't think they lose to Ole Miss because I think Ole Miss is kind of getting a little bit of love that I think they don't really deserve. They've got a lot of transfers coming in, and could this backfire in Lane Kiffin's face? And I love Lane Kiffin. I'm a Lane Kiffin supporter. You know that. All of Razorback Nation knows that because I really wanted him as head coach before they ended up signing Sam Bittman. Uh, I'll keep on going. Uh, I think they beat Liberty. I think they beat LSU at home because all these games are at home. And then they go and just smash Missouri into the ground who I have finishing 3-9-0-8 because I don't like them. They they stink. Uh, they smell. They, they're just weird. So, yeah, they don't smell like corn dogs, but they're kind of weird. They're just but, a lot of weird people, and, and their coach is weird, too. This so, is where I'm going to yeah, catch you off guard, and this is where I'm going to catch you off guard. This okay. is the same guy that one day oh prior, one day prior, Desmond Howard puts out his top four, <laughs> Texas A&M, Pittsburgh, Baylor, and Michigan, and you say – Bro. Well, now today, <laughs> one day later, I'm saying, bro, because Vandy is six and six after their thrilling win over Hawaii. Oh, dude, it's great, man. Mike I mean, Wright, he's the deal. You you got Carolina going five and seven, two and six overall, which I'll take. I'll swap them for Missouri. They go zero and eight in conference. I will never give them a conference <laughs> win. And, and we'll talk with uh, Spurs Up. We're going to have Spurs Up show on the Carolina Week, and we're going to announce who we got next week because at the end of the show we do have a big announcement to make when it comes to our show. But I just, I just could not get over, you know, the, the – which I love the love you have for the Hogs. I think that's what we love about having you on the show is Absolutely. they're, they're going to they're win all the games and they're going to never lose, never yield, you know. But, that's I right. mean – it's it's just man, Vandy six and six, but you got Florida going four and eight, 
in, in, in overall in two and six conference. Ole Miss three and five, Mississippi State two and six, and you've got Auburn. Jake Crane, if you are listening, Jake Crane, if you're listening, this is for you. He's got your beloved Ooh. Auburn Tigers going four and eight and one and seven. One conference win. And, and I don't know who you've Missouri. got that with. Missouri. Okay. Yeah, because I hate Missouri. I don't, okay. I don't like to pick Missouri. That, and that's fine. But, uh, but no, no. Yeah. All, all is fun. And I think what oh, yeah. we were talking about before, you know, the, the break and, and before we come on air is, you know, like sometimes – we do these for fun. We do these for interaction because, in reality, we're not the ESPN guys. We're not the Fox guys. We're not the you know, the SEC Network guys. We're two guys doing a podcast. We want to have fun. We want to. I think there was one time last year. I think it was either last year or the year before last. Like, uh, we were doing predictions, and I had Arkansas beating Florida by like ninety. And I, how I put my prediction in, I didn't even mean to, but that's how I got posted. And, oh, my goodness. I mean, everybody is like, I like Porter's thinking, you know, they're going to beat Florida by 90. Yeah, 6-3-7 or something like that. But, yeah, you I know, that. so we can razz each other about it and be like, okay. But, you know, it's it, – in, in Some of these people, they were taking it too seriously. But that's what it is. You're going to get that. It's, it's and, and we're going to love it. Because guess what? Here's, here's the thing. What you're going to have to realize, you're going to forget about this weeks down the road. But guess what? When 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 Vanderbilt ends up going three and nine or, or two and nine or one and ten, you're gonna you're gonna be forgetting about it. You're gonna have a nice, lovely dinner with the wife, and then yep. And you're gonna get all these texts that remind you because we have screenshots yep. now, and we have things where we can remember the good old days and yes. and the moments <laughs> where we can say. You remember that time when Jacob said Vanderbilt was going six and six? I, and, hey, and, I mean, and this is the flip Lee side. He said that he's gonna he's working to have the best. They're gonna be the best, uh, yes. And, and I think that's country. why I'm giving you they so much. They need to be twelve and drops. I think that's what I meant to say. How dare you have them six and six? Because according to their coach, they're gonna have the best program in the country. So they should be. He 12. didn't say win though. He didn't well, say win. Now, okay. And, and this is where I want to ask you a serious question. Okay. Do you honestly think Kentucky can beat Georgia? I think so. I think so. I'm starting to buy kind of some stock into what Will Levis is doing. I think he has a pretty good arm. I think he's he's pretty talented. And I went back and watched some highlights, which is obviously the good things from last season. Dude has some wheels too. Uh, you know, having not having Chris Rodriguez, which is like the first two weeks of the year, is probably going to hurt him a little bit. But they don't have anything they can't do. I mean. Obviously, there's uh, what's that guy's name? Savassier Smoke or whatever at running back. He's still he's still there. Uh, what what Mike Stoops has built at uh, at Kentucky is something that I think has staying power, especially with him. Uh, I think they can take that next step, and I believe that if they get a couple of breaks, just like Arkansas, if they can get a couple of breaks. They can win the East, and I mean, obviously, it's going to be hard. But Georgia's going to Georgia's got to slip up at some point, just like we think Alabama slips up at some point. I think I think Kentucky can do it this year. I mean, maybe to be eleven and one, but and with a loss to Georgia. But I do think Kentucky has a good shot at beating uh, Georgia and Athens. Well, I'm I'm looking at the schedules right now, and, and I'm really theoretically looking at this and seeing how this could be possible. One. 
Okay. It's November nineteenth, and it's at Kentucky. And if you look at what Van or what um, Kentucky has leading up, they got Missouri and Vanderbilt. And if you look at Georgia, leading up to that Kentucky game, they got Tennessee and Georgia. So I will honestly give you some credit because Tennessee and Mississippi State are both underrated teams. They could possibly not beat them, but wear them down to be the point yeah. because if Kentucky does go into this game, it's at Kentucky. And you know if both teams are highly ranked and, and both of them either have one loss or two losses, they're going to have that 6 o'clock SEC Network game or ESPN game. Go, I mean, Kentucky's a hard place to play now. So it's not going to be like it's 11 o'clock game. It's at Georgia. So I kind of can see where it can happen. But once again, Kentucky's that team that always has those high expectations but always drops yeah. the ball. So that's where until – I mean, I had the same thoughts about Georgia until last year. You've got to prove to me yeah. that you can get over that hump. And they did. Georgia did. They won the national championship. They beat Alabama. So – and, and with the Kentucky, it's going to be the same way. That's a perfect opportunity. You're coming into battle with – you've got a week, maybe two, depending on how bad Missouri is. you got Missouri – you've got the two worst teams in the SEC East, one to get you healthy, get you rested, and meanwhile, preparing for that game for Georgia, and you catch them off guard. So, but, I mean, I, yeah. I can, it's not as ridiculous as it seems, but I just don't – I'm not going to believe it until it happens. Everybody's stuck on what Alabama and Georgia have done over the last five years and what Alabama has done over the past 16 years under Saban. Um, but they have to fall apart at some point. I mean, and by falling apart, maybe finishing 10 and 2 or 9 and 3 uh, when it's unexpected. Somebody's going to have to step up. And I think that's the reason that Arkansas has a good shot at, at stepping up because not only have they recruited well, but they've developed well, and they've also gotten guys out of the transfer portal that are going to be difference makers on this team. Do they have enough of those guys to to really do it? And the only and then that's a big question mark here in Cincinnati week one, and we're going to have that answered. Maybe week two against South Carolina is the defensive line ready to take that next next step? Is Jordan Dominic and Landon Johnson going to or Landon Jackson going to be ready to? And, and is Zach Williams, Eric Gregory, Jashad Stewart, guys that have been there a while, Isaiah Nichols, are they ready to to say, hey, we don't need Ridgeway. We don't need Markel Utsi or, or Trey Williams to be a successful defensive line. Are they ready right now? And I think that is the only question mark on this team. Outside of a small minor one at wide receiver, which I don't – I have started to buy stock in the wide receiver room. Is Arkansas's chance going to be held on the defensive line? And I say, heck yes. I know it will. If they can get a pass rush against South Carolina and show it against Texas A&M, Arkansas can make a run. I don't know how big of a run, but I think they can make a run. It's, it's going to take – and this is what – when it comes down to – when if you really want to go off your prediction and you want to go 11-1, and one, for this team to go 11-1, and one, you better have – a solid locker room. You better have that team a destiny. Like you need to have those things go your way that normally yeah. don't. You you date back to the to, to the Clemson team in eighteen, the LSU team in nineteen, the Alabama team in twenty, and you look at the team last year, Georgia last year. 
you look at those teams, and they were teams of destiny. Like, everything was going so right for that team. They were juggernauts. They were just the best team in all of college football. And, yep. and that's what – and I'm not saying, you know, Arkansas is going to necessarily win the national championship, but I'm telling you, K.J. Jefferson needs to put this team on his back and tell them, this is why I came back. I come back for this reason because I want to yeah. win. I need y'all to help me get there. I can't do this alone. I need you to help me. Jalen Catalan, the same way on that defensive side. I could be a pro right now. I need you to come help me. Let's be brothers, band of brothers, because I'm telling you, that's what wins national championships. That's what yep. gets you to beat teams like Bama, and that's what's going to get you to 11-1. and one. You take it game by game, but you get those dogs. I know we use the terms dogs, but you need to get those guys that are not just dogs on the field. They need to be dogs in the locker room. Because if yeah. you get that, this team can be untouchable. I'm not saying they're going to win every game, but they could be untouchable in the fact that they're going to give it their all. And they're already competing with Alabama. They're already competing with them. They beat A&M. They got beat by Ole Miss, but it was a close shootout game. They don't have Matt Corral this year. We've got KJ. We've got all our people. The only person really when it comes to what we are missing on this year's team is Burks. But if we've got three guys compared to the one that we could count on last year, I will take three. Say, let's just put Burks at, at a five-star. I would take three four-stars, three-stars over that one five-star because you can move it out. You can spread it out. Yep. When he's sitting on the bench, you've got another guy. If he gets hurt, you've got somebody to go to. So I know I got on my soapbox a little bit and, and kind of preached, oh, had a little Eddie from Clarksville moment. But, you know, that's what it's going to take because I've watched college football for a long time, and, and it was weird. As much as I don't even want to admit this, it was the Ohio State – when they had that team of destiny and they had the guys in the locker room saying, look, I, this is why we, I came here. I want to win a national championship. Help me go do it. And, you know, you need that. Yeah, they were destined that year. Cause they, yeah. uh, J, was it JT, uh, whatever his name was? Oh, Barrett. They had Barrett and, and, uh, and yeah. Cardell Jones. Yeah, Cardell Jones. Yep. And, yeah, and Zeke Elliott and all those guys, man, that was a very, very good team, a team that surprised a lot of people by beating Alabama yep. in that first college football playoff game. That was wild. But, man, there's just there's so many things that you think about it in Razorback history. I go back, and I think, I think I've said this a couple of times on this show, where this team resembles a lot of the Petrino team in 2010 because we knew what we had coming back. You had a, quarter, a, a very good quarterback coming back. You had a very good run game returning. You had your all your offensive linemen returning. You had a pretty feisty defense that, that showed up late in the 2009 season. And then you had a pretty good special teams from 2009, all returning. You look at this team this year, you got your quarterback back. You've got three really good uh, running backs. You've got a wide receiver cord that – is unproven at this point at this school, but they've had pretty good careers elsewhere. And then you have uh, you have your defense coming back that's improved every single year since Barry Odin's been on campus. And then you have Cam Little who who can 
who, who's just a really good kicker. And you have Reed Bauer at punter. You have a complete team if you look at it up and down. So this this team is really similar to the 2010 team. You'll catch that uh, in an article I'm writing this week for Saturday Down South, that this team is so close, so similar to that 2010 team that it makes me sick just thinking about it. And you look back at that 2010 team and that 2010 season and how close you were against Auburn, which was the team of destiny we came Newton that year. You were that close to potentially playing for SEC championship, stomping South Carolina in the throat, and then going and playing in the SEC champion or the NC BCS championship against uh, uh, Oregon that season. So, man, oh, man, revision. Revision history, but yeah. This well, is really if it's going to be a team like if we're talking about, like the potential of this team, you yeah. know, I know we want to sit here and, and just say that eleven and one is outlandish. But if this team is, if it was going to happen, to any team, this would be the year that it would happen. You got transfer portal players coming in that have proven. You're getting them from LSU and Georgia, them top tier teams that have played on national championship teams with Georgia and Alabama. Got guys yeah. from LSU coming in. You've got KJ back. You've got your key running backs back. You got some receivers that you know you can throw to. Biggest thing is you've got your head coaches back. You got both coordinators and your head coach back. You got guys, especially when it comes to you've got a guy on your defense and your offense and Catalan and KJ that if things are not going according to plan, kind of like the Chad said with Cincinnati. That in another point that I'll make is it's not when it comes to a championship team. Let's see how they do when things don't go their way. When they're forced to play outside their comfort zone and still win. Get those grimy wins. That's happened to every team. They've had a, a grimy win or a game that they should have lost and they ended up getting a break and kicking a field goal or or getting you, you thought the guy was going to intercept it and they miss it and then you run into the end zone. It's go, there's going to be games like that. You know, it's happened to every single team. Even the teams like LSU and Georgia and Clemson and Alabama, you know, they've had those games where they've even lost games and end up winning national championships. So, you know, it's not too far-fetched, but I just I want to see where this team's at before I start really, you know, just because of the disappointment, you know, and, and, and seeing where they're at. But, man, I'm telling you, as, as pumped up as we are right now, could, could you imagine how pumped up this place is going to be if both teams are 4-0 and Bama comes to town? Oh, man. Oh man, it's gonna be Texas on steroids. About that last week, <laughs> man, that was I've got I got flack. I have been receiving flack all week <laughs> being a sunshine pumper, but man, I just I'm just having fun with it, yeah. man. This Arkansas, this, I mean, look, you think about with with the whole deal with Texas, you've you've lost 16 straight games to Alabama, 15 straight games to Alabama. This this could be the year that you do it. It's at home. You've got. You've got an actual proven coach there and, and a proven roster that show what they could do last year against them. Then you get them at home, and I know Alabama. They they had to rebuild last year. You know they're they they've got something to prove because they didn't they they got to the playoffs, but you know they they you know they they were rebuilding. You know you've got uh, Henry Toa you've got Jalen oh, not Jalen Hurts, I'm sorry, Bryce Young, and so many other good uh, players. Alabama coming back, you've always got five stores on top of five stores on top of five stores there at Bama. But is this the year that Arkansas figures out how to get it done? We saw it happen last year when Texas A&M beat them. 
you know, the crowd was a difference there. If Arkansas is 4-0 and Alabama's 4-0 as well, man, Fayetteville's going to be electric. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Well, let's switch gears because over the weekend we had two programs have very good we- weekends, especially I want to start off yeah. with the volleyball program. They started their season off and they split with – Washington, which that is the highest ranked team that's ever come into Barnhill since 2007 when they beat Florida. So um, for them, you know, Jason Watson and the we're talking about depth and people coming back. You got Taylor Head, Jill Gillian, you know, Maggie Cartwright, all these key pieces that come back. And for them to take down a, a team like Washington when, you know, Coach Watson was kind of afraid that they hadn't had enough preparation for this team. And you know what? This is a thing that I want to point out, that they play their games on Friday nights and Saturdays. So you're trying to compete with high school football, college football, and you still get electric enough a crowd that propels you to beat Washington. I'm giving the Arkansas volleyball team my team of the week because, you know, the, that's a huge win. They're that one of them programs that has set the foundation But, you know, they missed the NCAA tournament last year. And you come in and your first game, your first opponent, it's not a cupcake. You're playing the eighth-ranked team in the nation. I know they they won three, and it wasn't like they took them to a fifth set and and grinded it out. They beat them in four sets, three to one, on Friday. And then, you know, the next night, you know, it didn't go too well for them. They lost three to one to Washington. But to split against a program like Washington is huge for them. Big shout-out to Jason Watson and his team for coming away with that win. Gracie Ryan, I mean, break down some you stats. You had head hog out there, yeah. too. Uh, yeah, and that's the thing. You know, that is another thing we talk about, that if Sam Pittman is showing these other programs love, what is he showing his own program? What is he saying right. to his own team? You know, and for them to come out and just to beat them, you know, it, it was just – he, he was so proud of his team for them pulling out that win. So I really want to give them mad props. And then the soccer team played in-state, Arkansas State. And I actually got to attend this game for the first half. And I'll tell you what, that, I, that this was my first. Now, I've watched on TV and covered the team for a couple of years now, but I've never really got to attend a game. And I got to go to my first game today. And I'll tell you what, there was a sellout crowd today. I posted a picture of it. It was Sunday. It was hot, right dead afternoon, 1 o'clock, and they filled the stands. They were getting pumped. Arkansas State is not a – they're a scrappy team. And I'll tell you what, you want to talk about physical and scrappy and chirping, and that is not a game for the week. I mean, you're going up and you're jumping with them, trying to headbutt that ball and get a play. Elbows in the back. I mean, and it's a very physical game. It's it's more physical than you can think. And watching it live and watching what Colby Hell and this team, Jacob, I mean, this team is a top ten team, and they've got three freshman starters on this team. They got another one that doesn't start. Her name's Ansley Erzin, but she is a track star from Des Moines, Iowa. And I'm telling you what. She's everything is advertised. You, I watched her just sprint down the field, and just her speed alone is it's insane. Then, this is what it says about what Coach Hale's done for his program. You got a different Potagil playing. You got Ellie, which is Anna's little sister. You got um, 
Mackenzie Mollum, which Taylor's little sister is playing. And, and then you've got um, – there was – I think there was three. I can't remember what the, the third one where the uh, – Tankersley, Ava Tankersley, her sister played on the team. So you've got kids that are coming and their sisters are coming playing. And it's just amazing to see this team play live, how disciplined they are, how together, and not everything's coming together. And I think even though they won four to one today, I, I think there was still some things that Coach Hale wants to see on tape, on film. They were getting, you know, they were, you know, giving too much space to Arkansas State, letting them into the game. And, I mean, they got a shot at the end to prevent the shutout. But, guys, I'm telling you right now, I've preached this for three, four years now. If you're not into the women's programs at Arkansas, you need to because you're going to get your your money's worth because you're paying a high school. It's cheaper to get into an Arkansas women's program game than it is to go watch a high school game. You know, and you're getting D1, the best talent in the country with your soccer program. You're getting D1 national top program with your softball with the number one recruiting class in the nation. Your volleyball team just beat the eighth-ranked team in the nation. You've got your gymnastics team coming up, not to even mention the women's basketball program, the golf team. Then you go to your king of the women's programs, the track and field program. So I think that... What we've preached with this football team and the success, it filters out. You see what Sam Pittman's doing. He's going to the volleyball games. He's going to the softball games. You know, he's going to go to the soccer games. I mean, they're going to go to all these programs and all these games, and it's very exciting. And I think we are breaking attendance programs. So I can I can no longer say, hey, maybe more fans need to get there. Well, yeah, we can always expect more fans to get there. But – Again, I want to applaud the fans who show up to these games at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. First game of the season, there's 1,500 people at these games. The 3,000 that will go to a softball game. The, the 1,000, 1,500 that shows up for the volleyball game. Because you know what? Three, four years ago, there was three, 400. There was 50. There was maybe 100 in the stands. Now we're breaking the 1,000 barrier mark, 3,000 barrier mark. So tip my hat to the fans. This is the best fan base in the nation, and I know I say that. I don't say it to Sunshine Pump. This is the best fans in the country, and you're proving it by going and supporting every single program at the University of Arkansas. Yeah, and, and it's really it's really good when they're all good, too. And it's not just supporting them. You're supporting good teams, kids that work their butts off each day. And, I mean, I can appreciate that. And I, I love the, I love spending my money on things that, that people are, are passionate about. And, that's, and one thing is they're passionate about winning up there in Fayetteville right now. You, you've got your check, and I think we've said it over and over again. I know we're uh, getting close to signing off, but, man, we are, we are uh, blessed to have a guy, Hunter Yurichek, who keeps everybody accountable, who, who has built such a tight family, tight-knit family up there uh, around the athletic department. Arkansas is lucky to have him. Arkansas is lucky to have all their coaches and all their players. I think we've and, preached man, that for the longest time. Fall, a successful fall season. I think we've preached that for the longest time. We knew. Oh, yeah. we, we didn't. We didn't wait till the success got here to where we were like, no. we, we seen what was coming. I think a lot of people seen what Hunter Yurichek was doing. Every coach, Courtney Dyfel, speaking of the women's program, got a contract extension. Yep. She will be here through 2030. And, and you know what? It's like 
this was in the works for the longest time. Just because it's happening right now, that shows you that if you have success, Colby Hale got an extension, you know, win three back-to-back-to-back SEC championships. Courtney Dyfel, back-to-back SEC championships. You're getting their coaches paid. You're getting your coordinators paid along with your head coaches paid. And, and there's in the works what I've kind of heard, rumor mill, maybe it's nothing finalized yet. But, but they're looking at making a joint facility for the softball and the soccer program. Uh, so more to come on that. I've heard rumblings of it, but I'm just telling you that Hunter Yurchek has blown me away on he will sit there at a soccer or softball game instead of being at the baseball field during LSU week. You know, he's done so many things that have proven to me that he's there for all the programs. He's on social media promoting it, but he's also at the stadium. So, but with that said, we do have a huge announcement. We've done this in the past during football season, but we've never done it in a live broadcast like we have since we've been with the wonderful people at StreamYard. But we are going back to two shows a week. We will keep our Sunday show. We're going to move to a more uh, a solid foundation format on our shows. We're going to keep the same time at 8.30, but we're going to go Sunday night at 8.30s, and then Wednesday nights at 8.30 we're going live. And for Cincinnati week, we have Justin Williams from The Athletic. He covers all stuff Cincinnati Bearcats. So be sure to go give him a follow. I'll tell you what, we've had one Cincinnati guy on, and it was electric. So I want the comment sections hopping because another thing that we're going to be trying to do, we're going 30 minutes on that Wednesday show, and then we're going to start doing more spaces. We've tried it a couple of times, got really, really good feedback. But we've also, you know – we want to interact more with the fans, and I will take ownership on that. Where I think we've lacked the most is really interacting with you fans. We ask fans to come to us, but I feel like we've kind of lacked on coming to you. So we're going to come to you more. We're going to be at live events. We're going to be at sporting games. We're going to be at more, you know, Jacob's going to be at the Cincinnati game. Go up and say hi to him. Shake hands. Let's get to know the fan base. We want the fan base to get to know us. And on top of that, with um, – Everything we want this season to be, you know, the best season for the Hogs, and we want it to be the best for us. But I think having that Wednesday ho- Wednesday show is going to be huge for us. Like I said, thirty minutes, and and we will bring in. We're going to try to bring in the best uh, guests we can. We got, like I said, for Cincinnati, we got Justin Williams, Athletic. We got the top podcaster in the state of South Carolina, the Spurs Up show coming up for South Carolina week. And you know what? If you look at my background, that's going to be a very interesting week. He does not know (laughs) about my background. So try to keep that a a, a secret for him. I really want to surprise him to add that little extra knife as we're going to beat the crap out of South Carolina. And I get to show him my beautiful background here in, in the Heidman, the Electrical Guy Studios. Yeah, man, it's been a, it's been a good show again tonight, Porter. Man, I've I'm looking forward to uh, what this uh, this week brings. It's going to be a very busy week, especially with Arkansas fight. I mean, we're going to be shelling out some content as far as football goes. And man, it's the best time of the year, the best three months there is. And man, goodness, I'm glad football's back, and I'm absolutely glad Razorback football's back. And, uh, you know, along with that, you know, I've been doing some recaps and previews of the, you know, women's, the volleyball games, soccer games. I'm going to finish up my soccer uh, recap tonight. So make sure you're going to, 
you know, going over there and checking those out. They, we post them on Facebook, but to, to bring in our Wednesday show again, we do have a sponsor for that, and it is the law firm of Christopher Brockett, Robinson, Beasley, and Shipley in Ozark, Arkansas. So they will be, you know, our advertiser, sole advertiser for the Wednesday show. So it will be the Brockett Law Firm preview show. So really looking forward to them. Christopher Brockett, who they're part of the Arkansas Brewing Company, wants to, you know, bring in his law firm to be another advertiser. So along with who's our live show for the Sunday show, he's going to be a part of the Wednesday show as well. So that means us that we're doing a pretty decent job. So hopefully that means this Wednesday show is going to going to be a good one too and so that will do it for another episode of the hog talk podcast again we are brought to you by bet online believe network and the buzz radio network jacob if if you want to do a a spaces let's let's see what we got if you got time we'll jump over there and and we'll uh if not we'll catch you on wednesday I don't think I have time tonight, but we'll catch it. We'll get. We'll, get we'll it definitely to, get we'll it next time, man. That sounds good. Yes, All right, guys, go hogs. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.